with the June 7th WWDC 2021 just wrapped. There is, they announced a lot of things and there's a lot of stuff to cover with Tech Hour. So welcome back for the listeners. And of course, Rishi and Soham are here. Hi. Hello. And I gotta be honest, right? This was a very exciting event. While there was some stuff that I feel like was missed out, I thought there was a lot of stuff that is pretty good. You know, I think that um, it was pretty good. So that starts our episode. So um, now let's talk about iOS 15 first. Actually, before that, um, let's. I want to talk about how they started off this entire event. They started off by introducing new ideas and about like like people had different ideas on how they wanted to start the Apple event, right? And I feel like that ties in with everything because this is all about ideas anyway, right? So that's cool. And they use Swift, and all of this is using Swift to create all of this WWDC coding uh, sections. And so, yeah, let's start off with iOS 15, the update itself, which is um, the new one, iOS 15, which is not out yet, but it'll be coming out soon. Um, So, yeah, FaceTime, right? The biggest things have come in FaceTime. First of all, the spatial audio in FaceTime. So now you can can, uh, hear it. Spatial audio is like where you can hear it from. It feels like you're hearing it from everywhere. And so you have that now on FaceTime voice isolation, which is like really good because it's like, it's like, um, muting, not muting, but it's like blurring out all the background noise. So that's voice isolation. Then wide spectrum is literally the opposite. It collects everything around you. And Adi, I think you wanted to say something. Yeah. So of course, um, the voice isolation is going to help because if Apple delivers on what they just demoed, this could be huge, all right? Because background, I mean, obviously, right now, mostly, like, we're using video conferencing for school, right? Uh, but but what do I mean? Like, for maybe for, like, if you're an, a working adult and you have a conference call when you're, where you're actually talking more, right, it could be very helpful because, I don't know, today I just had to do school at a different place, actually, than normal, not my house, and it was a little bit of background sound. And it would have helped, you know, if there was some, you know, sound isolation. So that's clear. And then, of course, the opposite of that would, is actually also in some cases helpful. Which I like how they included both because, you know, definitely when I FaceTime people, in some cases, I want to hear everything that's going on. So, um, you know, that should be pretty exciting. Yeah. And more about uh, FaceTime. Now there's a grid view and um, a white square around who's speaking. So it's like kind of like in Zoom, how there's like, if there are multiple people, more people, like a lot of people that you can't see on the call, you'll have an entire grid view. And just like in Google Me and Zoom, for example, there will be a square that shows who's talking. So So, uh, the new FaceTime for grid view definitely has a lot of attributes from Zoom. So in Zoom, if there's more than two people, there shows a yellow box around, like, who last muted and who's talking currently. So that's kind of also grid view. Yeah, exactly. And now here's the biggest thing, literally the biggest thing that, and what I found most fascinating um, in this Apple event, and that was 
FaceTime links and Android joining FaceTime, right? So now let me explain this entire thing. So now Apple has now just like in Zoom and Google Meet, again, that's that's going to be our um, ongoing example for the uh, for FaceTime. Um, they have links that you can send to others to join the FaceTime, I mean, join the meeting. And now Apple has created FaceTime links. So you can just send them to friends and family. And so now what that means is that you can go into your browser from Windows or Android and paste the link and now join from that non-iOS or macOS or iPadOS device. Yeah. Adi? So this is going to be very helpful for um, so many people, right? like definitely kids. So let's see. Um, you know, obviously with my friends, I, uh, my sister, she can't join these FaceTime meeting, uh, you know, just for fun FaceTime. So now what I can do, I can just simply send her the link and she'll be able to join from her computer. That's number one advantage. Number two advantage, all right, um, is I don't like to do FaceTime on such a small screen, right? I just rather have it, you know, nice and big on my com- on my computer, and that's going to happen. So that's very exciting for me personally. And lastly, of course, Android. It's going to open up so many things because obviously most people um, like FaceTime because of how direct it is and not like, oh, I'm going to send you a link. This is just a direct call. Either they answer it or decline it. So, huh? Uh, so yeah, uh, FaceTime links can also be, hold up, what was I just going to say? Rishi, you can continue on. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, so what I was going to say is like, this, this could actually be bad to Apple in some ways because like FaceTime is one of the biggest platforms for talking to others and now with the links, if there may have been some Android people willing to change from Android to Apple because of not just FaceTime, of course, but for other reasons, but FaceTime could have been one of the major reasons, right? And now with this, that takes away their major reason. And now they could stick with Android phones. Um, not saying that Android is bad in any way. Android phones are amazing, but I'm saying this for Apple itself is may not be as good of a thing. Um, it could lead to them losing people who may have been, who may have wanted to switch. Yes, Oham. Then let's talk from talking from a computer point of view. Uh, this might also hurt Mac sales because um, about the MacBook, basically a good thing is like you can actually FaceTime and iMessage straight from them. That's the good thing about the whole Apple family. But now, since you could just have a link to FaceTime, it's more convenient to just do it from a Windows. So now you won't have to really get a MacBook to do like. And if Apple somehow adds a way to add iMessage to like with links, that's gonna completely kill uh MacBook sales. That was exactly what I was gonna say. Um, that was one of the things I was gonna say. If you think about that, Apple could end up adding um they may have end up adding like iMessage links like like to a chat like if you have a specific chat that you want to talk to others with um and like that don't have any 
Apple, like any Apple operating system. Now with this link, so you can go into your browser, copy and paste it. Now join the chat from there. It's basically like Google chat, um, discord and all of that type of stuff. But yeah. Um, Last the- thing I wanted to say actually, before we continue, one potential problem is that it won't be encrypted anymore, right? This is a small thing. I mean, obviously, FaceTime conversations aren't that important. Mainly, it's used just for socialization. At least, that's what I personally use it for. Um, just socialization and other small stuff like that. But technically, when it goes to the Windows computer, it won't be as Apple uh, encrypted and um, privacy secure, you know. Um, and, yeah, I do agree. It will cut sales, but I... And I wanted to say, right, ecosystem is one of the strongest things that are, um, that Apple possesses, right? Their ecosystem. The sheer, how high the walls are, you know, it's a, the, everyone's saying it's a great garden, but it's impossible to escape. Um, because, so now I think Apple is, in this case, lowering one of their walls, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, back to Richie. Um, so I feel like there's always going to be a way around that because like Apple with what they have done with privacy this year is like, I don't know, we could, they could have gone five hours on about privacy and I didn't, I barely focused on that because I know that they, they mentioned so many things and they, it's, I like, I saw some of them and I knew that that was already there and I knew that they could do it. Right. And they have thousands of things going on with privacy, so I don't think any of that's going to be a problem. So, uh, so on the topic of privacy, this is actually a fun fact. Uh, so the FBI actually asked Apple to create a backdoor into iOS to see if, like, you could, because you know how the the FBI can actually track it. So, but Apple actually said no to adding a backdoor to the to iOS for the FBI. So that's also another way to know that Apple's really secure. So, uh, Adi or Richie? Yeah. Um, so now continuing on another big thing that released with FaceTime. FaceTime was actually probably one of the biggest things that was updated this, um, with iOS 15. And so what I was going to say is share play. Finally, to all of those who wished that you could share your screen on a FaceTime, it is finally there. And so you can share your movies, shows, um, websites, and even music, actually. You can share your music um, from Apple Music. I don't know. Actually, I'm not exactly sure about Spotify, but I know that it is coming from Apple Music. You can definitely share and Thankfully, I do have Apple Music, so I could do that. And, yeah, so it only works for Apple Music. And no connection problems. According to Apple, there are no connection problems with um, the share play, but you know that's probably not true because it always happens with every company like that. All companies end up having some mistakes with the problem. So there are going to be glitches. 95% sure there are going to be glitches, and they're going to have to fix them. So, yeah, just to reference more on Krishi, if Apple can perform that, that will actually be the greatest thing possible. Because on Zoom, if you're screen sharing, to you it might be the most fluent thing, 
But then to the people you're sharing to, it's like two frames a second. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's literally... Then Zoom was saying, oh, no connection issues. We've seen what happened there. The update, the update for Zoom did help a little. But still, it's not like on time. So if Apple can perform this, this will actually be game changer. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I think uh, Adi can uh, take us take it from here. So yeah. Yeah. So actually, I just wanted to say, right, Apple kind of did hype up their messaging stuff a lot, right? They did the the screen before the event started was literally the um, iMessage, people saying, people analogies, texting stuff. So, but really, there was only a few small changes, but they were mainly last year, all right? And so, huh? This was actually pretty funny, but when I was watching the event, I thought, like, real people watching... Um, where actually, like, there's, like, a button where you could just type something and it would pop up on the screen. That's actually, I thought that. But then, it's just AI messages. But, so Apple... On, so on, when will you learn? Apple, you should do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, to to start, actually, uh, there is new style, new image sending for, like, new style. It's more of a stack and then when you press on it, there's multiple images. It's pretty cool. Small thing, pretty cool. You can, uh, there is a, this is actually for everything, not in, just including messages. This includes, this includes audio, uh, Apple Music, uh, Apple, Apple News, photos, and, uh, with, and, well, it kind of comes from messages. It starts from messages. And that is a shared with you section. So, so when something, someone shares it, something with you through, Messages, right? Let's say it's a news article, right? Um, it's so it'll put it into like a shared with you section in Apple News. So I think that's pretty cool. And uh, yeah, then here's something that actually I am pretty interested in. Uh, before I continue, uh, Rishi, yeah, you were talking about the share with you section, and I feel like that's really it's like really similar to the um. Siri suggestions on Safari because on Safari, um, when you look at like if you scroll down on your homepage, which is the one with all your bookmarks and frequently was visited a privacy report, everything like that reading list. If you look down there, there from at least for Mac, I'm not exactly sure about iPhone, but for Mac, there is a Siri suggestions, which is anything that was sent like a Google search or an article that was put on a chat in um, like a, maybe a TikTok link, YouTube link, something like that, that was put inside the chat, it will come up inside your series suggestions. So that is kind of like share with you. So yeah. Next thing I want to say is that Here's actually something that I really like. This is something that I'm very um, interested in. That is do not disturb. So, okay. So there's something called, here's a, basically, I uh, definitely heard someone on YouTube say, this is basically do not disturb on steroids. But like, <laughs> all right, it's basically um, 
a focus mode. So <laughs> it is a very, it's it, basically, it's, it's a more advanced version of Dry Disturb. So that you could set up specifically like what setting or what you're doing right now. So of course, is that you can do like, for me personally, it would be like a school thing where let's say, let's see, I would probably have a school thing where it would be allow messages from my parents. Mm-hmm. Actually, that, are, that are, I already do with favorites, but maybe allow messages from a few of my friends, you know, for school. Let's say they're asking me something about school. Maybe I'll, you know, or, you know, maybe a notification from Google Classroom or email. You see, like, I can let that through specifically during a school, uh, during school hours when I turn, when it automatically turns on the focus mode for my school setting. Rishi? You know, I was... And what if they tie in focus with... um, What if they tie in focus with screen time? And this would work by, like, parents, for example, with their kids. They would make their own focus for their kids. And during that time, they can't use, um, they can't allow their child to use certain apps during that time. So it would be easier for people to set up screen time. If there's a parent, please don't take this as an idea. Listening to, if there's a parent listening to this, please don't take that as an idea. Leave your kids alone. Um, so what I was, what I was saying is, yeah, that they could tie and focus with, um, with this. Yeah, like maybe like with nine. Let's say as of course what Rishi, of course what screen time is, which is not letting allow you to use an app at a specific time, right? They could tie and focus with that. Of course, as Rishi said, by not getting a notification from that app or similar apps like that. So and it seems like Rishi is very very anti screen time and very avid about not getting screen time. So. <laughs> Yeah, and and I never, I never had it, but like I knew other people that I, I know Adi for a fact. Which this is very weird about you, but I don't know why you put screen time on yourself. Like I, I, I just have ignored at this point. All right, I, I just ignore everything and actually removed it finally. But I always, I just set up my screen time for my other self. But I literally just, I never ever stopped using the app. All right, I just press ignore because it's my own screen time, right? No passcode or anything. It's my own screen time. I set it myself. So, so huh? So um. There's, um, it's very dumb of Apple, but there is a screen time where you can, ah, no, what, Rishi? Cut, 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 cut. Wait, we can cut it out of the recording, just continue. Cut that, just cut, no, just cut that, cut that. Next, I wanted to talk about the notifications. This is pretty cool. iOS notifications have been known to be very excessive, all right? And with Android, they seem to be doing them better. And now I think iOS has, you know, fixed their problem. Their notifications have been known to be very excessive. So um, I think that this is nice, right? They're ordering them in a very nice way with AI. So, you know, that's pretty cool, right? Let's say, so it's like time-sensitive, right? This is what I like, time-sensitive notifications. So let's say Ring, right? I use Ring as my security system at home. A door opens, right? It registers as a notification. But what I want is I want it to just delete automatically after that, you know, as long as it's not time relevant. 
while I don't think that happens, at least it comes to the top when it's key. So that's um, pretty important. And of course, that's going to use AI to do that. And then, of course, you can choose focus from your lock screen. I just wanted to say that before we, you know, leave the focus and notifications and stuff like that. So, yeah. Rishi? Um, well, then next I want to talk about live text. And so this is also another giant thing. How many giant things am I going to say? But anyway, um, live text is, for example, if you're next to an, in their example, they were next to an ice cream shop, right? And there was a sign next to it. And I think there was also a phone number there, right? On the sign. So it was pretty clear of a sign. You could see it from the photo. And so Apple will basically... Um, make the writing into text, but it won't convert it. Like it won't convert it like underneath the photo. Like literally you could just drag your, like it's literally so cool. It's like copy. It just, you have to just copy and paste the, um, whatever's inside the photo. Like inside, you just go to a photo, for example, and let's say Solom's shirt said Spider-Man, right? We just copy and paste what's that, what it says on Solom's shirt. Like, I literally have to just tap on someone's shirt in the photo, and then it'll copy it based Spider-Man. That's an example. Um, yeah. So, it's really cool because, for example, if you didn't want to type the phone number, if there was a phone number that was there, and you didn't want to type it, you could you could technically um, just go into the image and in where the phone number is and just copy and, copy and paste it. So, it is really cool. Um part so so home i think it would be good if you can take it from uh i think adi has a question well actually i just wanted to say one little thing before we continue and that is this is a good question that wasn't answered um my sister actually said it and that is portrait mode right what if you get sent a portrait mode photo and you want to see in the background there's a sign what happens in that case so that's something that we need to test out when, um, you know, of course, there is testers, beta testers um, on YouTube and everywhere. So maybe, you know, they should answer that question. Yeah. So that's something that Apple just didn't answer. So back to Sohom. So, so the next feature is Spotlight. Also has a photo search. It's just like the Google image search. And then... The rich result, which can be used in Spotlight Search. More control of movies that are made from the photos. So many memories. So memories of photos. Uh, it's like a section. It's like it creates like a mini movie, I'm pretty sure, of like that year. So then my biggest, uh, the biggest thing I wanted to like want to come is wallet changes. So park passes for Disney World and are now supported in Apple wallets. And the, and the biggest thing is a hotel key. So I think in, during the fall, over 1,000 Hilton hotels will be able to uh, have, like, you can just scan the key card. Uh, Rishi? Yeah. Not only is it the hotel, but it's also your home. If you have the smart um the the home your um 
door open thing, whatever you call it. Um, you can literally put your phone to it and then it'll open the door. The knob. Yeah, that's what I mean. The smart knob. Then you can just put your phone to it and then it'll open the door. Unlock it. You can also put your driver's license, which is pretty cool. That's new. Oh, yeah. But uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so what I think would be pretty cool is if, um, I don't know, maybe this could happen, but Tesla, if you know, the key is, it's not a key, it's a key card. So instead of taking it out of your wallet, you could scan it and then sway your phone to the door panel. Which would be cool. Okay, the only reason that I was just laughing just now was because every single episode, I don't think there was one episode where we haven't, like, said the word Tesla. Or yeah, most, mostly of our, like, 20 episodes or whatever, there's, like... Uh, Not most. Every most? single one, even the trailer. <laughs> the trailer has the word Apple inside it, and so it also has the word Tesla in it. Yeah, so, that's just really funny, because Richie's just laughing, and yeah... So, but I think generally that's a small thing, but because Tesla already has their um, phone app anyways, Bluetooth key, so yeah, moving on. Okay, uh, so Rishi, I think. Yeah, and actually, Adi, I know your sister had that question about the background blur thing. You know that F, the F letter, and then it has the F thing in, in Apple Photos, it shows F and then that number next to it? I think you could just change that and turn off the, take out the blur. I, yeah, but I don't think you can, I don't know if you can do that for photos that are sent to you. That's just a little tiny thing that, um. Yeah, I think you can. You, all you have to do is just save the photo, I'm pretty sure. We should test that out later. Yeah, maybe we will. So, um, let's continue. Um, yeah, so weather. Weather is literally updated and it's really cool because now their weather maps, for example, um, I'll tell you that, you know, on the weather, um, shows, I mean, not weather shows, but like the weather channel, you can see all those maps that they show in the areas, like specific areas around, for example, um, America, you can see all of the, you can see the maps there. And so, um, you, the weather maps that show like, um, weather around those areas so apple uh, weather has the weather app has finally introduced that and it is really cool because in the event it seemed to work actually like really well so pretty excited to see that come in and next there is apple maps with a globe so this is kind of like google earth how it had that um globe before and you could like zoom in and look at streets and everything. And now Apple Maps has also included a globe. So now you have more details, such as elevations, landmarks, and yeah, more in detail, right? So let like, there's also a dark mode. So for dark mode, you can like see, um, for dark mode, you can like see everything with a little glow next to it. Like let's say, I think it, they used, like some landmark and there was like a glow in the dark. There was like a, there was like a, like at nighttime, there was like a light, like a glow glowing light there. So that was really, really cool. And 
So three now there's also a three-dimensional driving experience. So it will be easier like when you're going underneath a tunnel. Um, not, let's say you're in a tunnel or you're going underneath a bridge. You'll be able to see that there is a bridge underneath you. Because like in maps right now, it's all 2D, right? Now they're making it all 3D. So it'll be really cool. And so Apple also took into consideration about CarPlay, right? They should also include that in CarPlay. So then the cars which support CarPlay can use it. And yeah, so th that's good that they took that into consideration. And now there's also scanning for buildings. So let's say you're lost and you don't know exactly where to go from where you are. You just have to scan the build like to get to your uh, location. Um, if Apple Maps may not be very um, precise, all you have to do is just take Dude, all you have to do is just scan the buildings, and then it will tell you the directions. Adi? Yeah, so I just wanted to continue with AirPods. So AirPods, um, we actually talked about this in the first episode. I mean, besides, we actually did talk about this in the first episode, and of course AirPods were, check out our first episode. So there's more controls for noise cancellation, right? You can... That's what I actually requested, you know, some levels of noise cancellation. So that's pretty cool. Um, you, there's, so, so, like, for noise cancellation, right, when it, like, it, it kind of isolates people's voices and, like, you know, increase them. So it's a little bit better for that. And last thing I wanted to talk about is the um, Find My Network with AirTag, Air, AirPods, actually. They have more of an AirTags feature. So, first of all, they can play sound even when they're in or out of the case. And also, you can, um, you can get them, basically it uses the AirTag feature where it sends out a Bluetooth beacon to all Apple devices and it updates its location, which is, which is like AirTags and it's very helpful. So, Rishi? I'm not, I know I'm not supposed to, um, talk, like, I know I'm not supposed to talk about opinions and give my opinion on things and like talk bad about things but airpods find my is one of the most garbage experiences i've ever seen in my entire life you try to find your airpods they're gone if they're not out of their case you will never find your airpods you will you like if you're if they're not connected to your phone you will not find them it is very unlikely that you will find them so with this update, I am hoping that all will be well with um, Air, like AirPods Find My, because I was actually even considering putting an AirTag on my AirPods. That's how desperate I am to just find my AirPods in a good manner, because whatever Apple did with Find My before uh, AirTag Find My before was ridiculous. Yeah, uh, back. Uh, I think that actually wraps up iOS 15 and. Let's, I want, how about everyone say their last final opinions and yeah. thoughts on it? Yeah, exactly. And that's something that I was just going to do. And simply, here's my thoughts, right? I think that's generally pretty good. Something that I rather wanted was definitely a split screen on the biggest 12 Pro Max with the 6.7 inch display. So that was a little sad that we didn't get the, and that's a huge thing, but eventually Apple's needs, Apple needs to have, have that, you know, with a 6.7 inch display, which is insane. So, you know, it's a huge display, so I would prefer that. 
But other than that, I love the FaceTime improvements. Just very nice improvements. And everything else, like the wallet improvements, small but nice. Weather improvements, small but nice. And the map improvements, small but nice. But I also did love the AirPods improvements a lot. And uh, and generally Spotlight and I Spotlight I loved and everything. I just gen- generally liked a lot. So yeah. So hum. So I think uh, Apple for iOS 15 was focusing more on uh, the, their social apps because it's kind of been a while since they've updated those. So the FaceTime is amazing with the FaceTime links, and then the like the uh, sh- the share play is also very nice. So overall, I think the main iOS was for social. Because uh, in this time, people weren't able to get out. So it was more... And the FaceTime is more um, convenient than joining a Zoom meeting, which is nice. So, yeah. Yeah, and all my final thoughts are literally uh, these and so combined. So we, I, I have the same idea as them. Oh, so. actually, um, one last thing. I wish, like, in future AirPods, maybe there's, like, a like, an actual good tracker, like, and you could actually connect it to your phone, and it's kind of like an air tag in a sense, like, the way you track it, it's just yeah, like an air tag. I mean, no, but that's, like, that's actually the improvements that they made to it this year, right? That's what they did, right? Yeah. But the exa- pretty, pretty much the exact same air tag technology, right? Where it sends out a Bluetooth beacon to all Apple devices nearby and then updates the location, you know? So, yeah. It'd also be cool if there was pre- precision finding oh, actually, for AirTags. Yeah, I think... Find AirPods. I think it has it, but it has... No, I think it has um, the sound, but not precision is. finding. Yeah, it's not precision finding, but it has the, the sound. exact same layout. And yeah, so it, it kind of tricked me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why I thought it was precision finding, but yeah. Yeah, well, that concludes the iOS 15 section. So actually, I think uh, before we uh, do the full elaboration on iPadOS 15, I just wanted to say a few of my thoughts. And generally, of course, you can put widgets on the home screen now. First of all, it's all iOS 14 features that um, are in, um, they're all in iOS 14 for iPhone, but now they've brought, been brought over to iPadOS. First of all, first of all, they should have been there last year, which, and they're including widgets on home screen app library and removing pages and stuff like that. So those are all added. So, which is nice, you know, a small thing. And then I like, I really like the quick note thing where you can just swipe up from the right side. It's pretty, very cool. And then I also like the improved, um, I like the improved, I like the improved multitasking where you can just, it's instead of sliding up as we talked about this in the first episode, Right? It is just a button now. So that's pretty cool. Okay. Now we're starting iPadOS 15. So one big thing that I really love is that widgets are now on the home screen. Before, when iOS 14 came out for the phone, it was sad that iPadOS, 
like the iPad OS did not allow widgets on the home screen. And Rishi? Yeah, and widgets, right? They, I have no idea why they wouldn't include it on the home screen. Like, that's one of, like, the biggest things from, like, Alstom said, on iOS 14. And so why not incorporate it into iPadOS? I have zero idea. And you know what this is kind of like? It's, like, lots of things, like, like lots of um, devices from Apple have, like, so many features that, like, iPad doesn't. Like, for example, have you noticed that every single Apple device except, like, not counting Apple TV, but has a calculator app except for iPad? Here's the thing about that. Um, the calculator, so the original designer of the iOS calculator, they're, they're, so they thought for the iPad they could just enlarge it. But Steve Jobs at the time hated it. He thought we'd have so much real estate, then why is it so, like, why is it so tiny? It's big, but it's the same format as if it was on a phone. So he completely hated that. Not gonna lie, yeah, not gonna lie, I think he's right. It's kind of stupid to just make it bigger. They could have just like, like made some good changes, and that's why you'd have to make get all these um background apps. So, uh, yeah, moving on, so you can go. So, there's actually, I like this widget, it's it's a new contacts widget, so like it's a widget for all your contacts, which is nice, so it's right there. Now there's actually a bigger size of a widget of the widget. If you know like the biggest widget, it kind of looks like a three by three compared to the other ones. Or no, two by two, I think it is. But now it's like two of those combined, so it's a giant rectangle. It takes up like one fourth of the iPad screen, so it's pretty big. So like there's like a Disney Plus widget and stuff. So that's pretty cool. And now. For all those people that wanted different icons on their uh, iPad, they can now do it because there is an app library. And now you can hide pages because of the app library. Yeah, so, this is this is just amazing. I feel like now, I feel like iPad is just a, like now because of all these updates, it's it has all the same thing as iPhones. I mean, most of the same thing as iPhone. So basically just a bigger iPhone. And it always was, but like now it's like even it's showing more bigger iPhone traits. Yeah. So then um, another cool thing is so let's say you have Safari and the mail app um, split screen. So then um, when you like like want to read a mail, instead of it completely replacing the whole screen, it actually shows like a center. It's like in the middle. So then you can click out of it and you'll still have Safari and Mail split screen, which is convenient. And then another cool thing is Shelf. Shelf is a new thing where you can like save your like windows and stuff like that. So then you can just slide up. It's kind of like the dock, but it's more convenient because it's straight up. You just click it and it goes right to the app. It's like a split screen dock inside a dock. It's like dock in a dock. It's like you have... No, it's like split screen inside a dock. So you, let's say you have Safari and Mail, as Solom's example in one. Then you have um, Google Docs and Apple Books as one. And then you have Notes and... Um, so I'm thinking of an app. Huh? Give me an app. I need uh, podcast, for example, because yeah. we're doing a podcast, right? Now, if you, you have those three... Um, 
split screen um, sections. I mean, like sp- split screen tabs, right? Now, if you want to split, um, if you want to like switch to another split screen, you can just go into that shelf and you will find that um, different uh, different split screen. So your um, So next, then another thing is that um, quick notes. So Apple did already have something similar to that. If the iPad was locked and you had an Apple Pencil, another great thing about the Apple Pencil is you get the iOS features. If you just hold down onto the screen, it will bring up a brand new note. But now this one, say you're scrolling through Safari, right? And you don't want to go out of Safari now. Now you can drag from the right corner. And it'll, it'll, a tiny notes window will come up. And now, and say you're reading through something in Safari, you can actually, like, highlight that and then put it right into the quick note, and it'll make, like, a link. So then when you go back to the note, you can just click on it, and it'll bring you right to where you were reading on Safari, which is cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, if you were going, if you're on the... Um a call or something like zoom call for example and there's someone sharing their screen and you saw something that you really like you can like for example a phone number that you needed or let's say you were watching youtube video and you saw a phone number through an ad those most ads that i see are useless if there was a useful ad with a useful phone number i you all you and, and you're watching on ipad of course you would swipe like so said and you could just take that quick note and so this is really, really good for people who need to make quick notes. Same. It's literally what it's uh, saying. So, so now, um, next, there's also Translate on the iPad. If you didn't realize that now it was 14, a new app, a new Apple system app came in, and it was a translator app. Yep. And so now that came onto iPad. Again, Apple is now trying to bring all of their iOS features onto iPad. Yeah. So then next there's Swift. So you can build your own apps on your iPad, and you don't need, like, an Xcode or a Mac, which is really cool if you think about it. I have Swift. I have um, Xcode. I, like, I have tried. I'm, like, learning Swift by myself. It is, Swift is really good for those Apple users. Swift is really good for learning to code in Apple language. And, um, yeah, I knew that it was, Swift is already on uh, iPad. I was, I never knew that, I I knew that, like, you couldn't make um, apps on your iPad. So, and you needed a Mac if you were going to make an Apple app. Uh, I mean, there's always, um... Not Bootcamp, but the other thing, the Apple's version of, uh, like, on Windows, you can download Apple, the Apple operating system, just like Bootcamp on app, on Mac, right? So it, just like that, but that would be way too slow. So now they've allowed you to create apps on your iPad. This is just amazing because not everyone has Macs, and most people have iPads compared to Mac users. And... I know Soham was one of them with two iPads in, instead of um, and no Mac, right? So it would have been cool if he wanted to create an app, right? Yeah. That's only if you want to create an app, first of all. So this would be useless to you if you didn't need um, – this would be useless if you didn't need uh, to make any apps or anything. But 
now um, it's good for people who do want to. Okay. Next, this is now a section that Apple could have probably talked about three hours about it. It's So, if you don't know, Apple is really good with their privacy. And they like to actually tell that a lot, even though they think no one understands that. But now, um, mail privacy protection is a new thing where it hides your IP address. So, if you didn't know, there's actually, like, people can create links. And then they can actually take your IP address. And then they would know exactly every information, like where you are, phone number, everything, what type of computer you're using. It would tell you everything. So that's a good thing that um, mail has that now, Rishi? Yeah, I've actually, if they could incorporate this into messages, I hope mail and messages like tied in. I hope they mean when they say mail, it also kind of means messages. I hope because like I've gotten past few days, I've gotten spam in my inbox. Like, I actually copied and pasted one of the links that they sent because it looked like an actual valid link and it was from a valid person. Like I have seen this email before. So I'm like, okay, I think this is pretty valid. Right. And I put it in and it doesn't bring me to any page. All it shows is white. And then the next few days, and this is actually like, I think last week or this week, start of this week. Yeah. On Monday, which is the day of the Apple event. And that day I got, I got a message, right? And I copied and pasted it in white screen. Now for the past few days, I got so much spam, spam inside my messages, right? Probably because they took my IP address and now they're able to contact me with all this spam. And so, yeah, this mail privacy protection, hope it's slash messages protection is really good. It was a really good uh, uh, addition to mail. So then now Safari also hides her IP address, which is, again, another good thing. As Rishi said, he copy and pasted a link. And, yeah. So then um, now you can get third-party domains, which is something Apple really doesn't like to do. Like, now their iPhone components, they can actually, um, let's say your camera breaks and you get a third-party component. It won't work. Because Apple made their cameras that you have to get it OEM. So then you have to do it straight through Apple, which is um, very expensive. Thinking of that some screen replacements cost as much as the phone. And so next, Siri has new voices and also uses a neural engine for unwanted audio recordings. Again, Siri is useless, kind of, if you want to do, like, overly functions like if you want to like just do like random questions alexa would be a better idea to do it but then if you do siri siri actually doesn't listen so because of apple's privacy so apple doesn't get feedback from siri users but alexa does get feedback so i just quickly research what you were saying about the domain when they were saying domain i I, they're not talking about the camera part. They were talking about the websites. Yeah, I know. I'm just uh, saying as a way, like, that's another reason why. It's cool how, like, Apple is branching out to third party. Yeah. Then there are some commands where you don't need the internet, which is nice because sometimes, you know, if you really just need something and you don't have internet, it's great. And it's way faster for some commands 
then no response. And I forgot to mention, but there are new keyboard shortcuts. So if you have the magic keyboard, you can like do more shortcuts. Yeah. That's awesome. The new keyboard shortcuts, because like I use them on a daily basis, like command tab on a Mac that will show you your entire opened app dock bar. And you can just quit it from there with command Q. So that's like two, uh, two keyboard shortcuts that I just told you guys about in five seconds. And I use those on a daily basis. So keyboard shortcuts are awesome. And adding them to the iPad, I was talking about Mac, but adding them to the iPad is will be awesome. And so now moving on, iCloud, right? This is something that I want to talk about. iCloud has account recovery that uses family to help, let it, let's say you lose your password, to obtain it, right? My friend... Someone was actually there. He forgot his password and he was trying to download an app. And it was like ridiculous. I thought he would remember it, but he forgot. That's okay. Sometimes it forgets. But it's ridiculous that Apple wouldn't help him. It just locked him out. Like there's no possible way to recover it. No possible way. Unless, I mean, they ended up figuring it out. But there was like basic, technically no way that he could. Like he tried forget like you try pressing forget your password it really didn't work um finally then they were able to find it or change it i don't i don't know exactly what happened but yeah so now account recovery will help you get your password from family members yeah so home i think you wanted to say something oh okay well legacy now legacy is something that is also pretty cool i mean it's Sad, but it's also cool because legacy is legacy accounts are people who have passed away and they had an iCloud account and they passed away. So now if you were part of their family and you didn't, no one had their password, you would have legacy access to their account and be able to access their account once they've, once they've passed away. And so also, uh, some social media, like Instagram, if someone dies, their account becomes like a legacy. It's called the, then a legacy account. Yeah, I've seen that before. Some uh, Instagram actually made a mistake, and then on one person's account, and then the whole world thought the person died. But they, uh, but then the next day, they just made a YouTube video like showing how Instagram made a mistake. Yeah. Well, see, th- there's always some glitches there, but yeah, these this isn't a public thing, so people, other people can see. It's only within your family, of course. So yeah, now private relay, right? That's like where um, traffic is encrypted, which is a uh, part of iCloud, and you can use like, um, so it's where the traffic is encrypted, and I said it was part of iCloud, right? So that's cool. And now public email, right? This was a really cool thing that they announced yesterday. I was really happy uh, when they said it. And it's called public email. And it refers to email, um, uh, the email section in iPad and iOS, right? Public email, right? You can, if you don't want to share your home email, for example, with someone else, you can change it for other people to view but like you can change the actual name of the account and give that to other people to view. And it 
it will email it to you based on what you give them, like your public email, which would be like a change version of your private home email. So what I'm trying to say is like you give that email address that you have created and it will put all that in mail inside your private email. So yeah, that's actually really cool. And now let's talk about health app, right? We did talk about this during the um, Apple, uh, I mean the um, watch OS section, but now there's more connections with the Apple watch health to create like a health kit. And now they're saying it saved many people from having to come back to the hospital um, because now you're able to, uh, you're being able to, you're like notified from the health app to like, let's say take your medication. If you're not, if you're supposed to, like it was emergency because health will notify you. So then you wouldn't have to go to the hospital after. Now going on with health, walking steadiness, right? It will literally, it will literally like um, show how, what's the distance of your steps that you take? How many steps do you take? I mean, that's kind of obvious. They always do that with the steps, how, how many steps you take, but it's like, What's the distance? What is, how fast do you walk and everything, right? So they will take that, your usual rate and keep that as the average, right? And then after that, it they will say like, if it is unsteady, then it will tell you that you your risk of falling is going high. And now if you are, um, if something's happened to you and now you're, you have not really good steadiness, it will... Health app has videos to learn how to be more steady with with some videos to teach you like balancing yourself and I mean it's it sounds weird but it is pretty useful for people who may lose their balance and finally in the health app there oh actually not finally but in the health app there are more ways to simplify your lab results so if you have some uh, I think I mentioned this in WatchOS eight. But um, if your lab results will be more clear for you to read in the health app once you upload them and health app will take a look at it. Now, trends, right? Um, trends, it shows data in your walking and sleeping, like how fast. I mean, like, how are you walking a good amount? Like, are you getting enough steps and exercise? Sleeping, heart rate. And in your heart rate, right? And you could share this with your doctor and they will assess it and see if it's good for your age and all your problems that you may have with your body. And if that is normal for you and good. And so now health sharing, finally, health sharing can help you see data changes in people you connect with. So for example, if your, if your mother may had as heart problems, or grandmother has heart problems, for example, something like that, right? You will see if – you have to have an Apple Watch for this, I'm pretty sure. It will check. Let's say your heart rate goes down a dangerous amount. Then you will automatically get, like, a notification that this person in your family has been affected. And you can call the ambulance, and they will help you from there, right? So that is really good for saving lives, and I think that's an amazing thing that Apple has done. And actually, that wraps up um, iPadOS 15. And yeah, th- uh, thank you for listening for iPadOS.
So, um, do you have any last, um, any last thoughts? Yeah. So, I think my favorite feature would probably be, like, the hiding pages, app library, and all that. And the how the new split screen and quick notes works. Yeah, actually, same for me. I like I love the quick notes and also the shelf. Shelf was probably my favorite thing that iPad has introduced. And yeah, I think I I'm not sure if my iPad will be able to do that, but if it can, because I'm I don't have an Apple Pencil, and I don't think any Apple uh, Pencil supports my iPad, so may not be able to work, but I hope you can, I think you may be able to do it with your fingers, the quick notes thing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can. And yeah, I think all the other features would work perfectly fine. Um, probably the bugs will be fixed quickly with updates if there are any bugs. And remember I said before, um, and I will say right now, beta, the beta will come out. Um, yeah, the beta will be coming out on for developers will be coming out it it came out on the day of the event so that was a little while ago then um also uh the public beta the public beta is coming out i think in july and the entire update will be coming out in the fall so thank you for listening to this section